0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rolled Realms The Frontier. I'm your Dungeon Master, Piper, and as always, I'm joined by Blaze Barnsdale, Mordai Valfierno, Talon, and Roslyn Fairchild, our Ellison agents. Previously on Rolled Realms, the agents received an invitation to the Blood Moon Ball, an annual event where an old-money werewolf family, the Bennets, celebrate their family's history with the city of Bastion. Attending the event were all sorts of big names and bastions, but with an inclement sandstorm on its way, most ended up leaving before dinner, leaving only the Bennett family, the head of the militia, a golden actress, and the Ellison agents behind for the meal, and the murder. The sandstorm rages outside, washing over the windows of Linnick Hall like waves on a beach. The occasional bolt of heat lightning arcs through the air. Inside, we find a tense scene. Ignatius Pappy Bennett is dead, and a party of suspects are trapped together. Um, yeah, that's where y'all are. You're inside Linnick Hall, uh, home of the Bennetts. There has been a murder most foul redmond the captain of the of the bastion militia has kind of taken over the scene a little bit uh, and is trying to create some order where there is currently a mixture of panic uh i think everyone is just tense and silent and just staring intently between each other as anyone could be a suspect and then you do hear a um excuse me Uh, i don't mean to be rude i know there is a dead body here but um I was told that there would be dessert and this is my cheat day. I don't know if that is in poor taste.
1: Wait, I thought she left.
2: No,
3: I, she's so still I'm, there.
2: So uh, I'm just going to, I look, cor- I'm not the best in, in social situations most of, of the time, but uh, I, I do know that's in, in poor taste to ask for dessert when there's been a murder.
0: Well, excuse me, you don't have to raise your voice. <laughs>
2: I feel like I do. No,
1: oh. I think that raising your voice is rude in this scenario and you should you should not
0: do that. Yes, after all, there is a dead body. Show some show some dignity. <laughs> show some respect.
3: Respect, that is the word. Oh, it went right out of my mouth. Piper, could I ask you for a, a rundown on the Dramatis Personae? There's Pappy who is dead. Um yeah. there's Redmond who is the militia man here. Um there is I want to call her Apolline.
0: Uh, that is correct. Apolline Accord, star of the stage, the golden dragon board, Would you let like me just to give a quick rundown of everyone. Mm. Absolutely. So as yes, you please. mentioned, Ignatius Pappy Bennett, uh, the grandfather of the Bennett family and former head of it has died. Um, you discovered him last episode with a, um, a stab wound in his back. Other members of the Bennett family there are Tennyson Bennett, uh, the new head of the Bennett family and the father of the family. You have... Uh, Augustus Bennett, the oldest son, Ezekiel Bennett, the middle son, uh, whose nickname is Jackal, Uh, Ezekiel's husband, Sylvester, uh, who is a human man uh, who married into the family. You have Coyote Bennett, the youngest child of the Bennett family, who has a pretty strong alibi given that she spent pretty much all of last episode with Talon. And then outside of the Bennett family, you have Redmond, who is the captain of the Bastion militia. You have Apolline Accord, star of the stage, a golden dragon-born actress. Uh, And you have Councilwoman Mist Snowstep, a uh, tabaxi councilwoman for the city council.
3: Okay. And could I ask uh, the races of the other characters, Uh, Pappy, Redmond, uh, Augustus Ezekiel?
0: Of course. So you have uh, Pappy being a human, Tennyson being a human, Augustus is a fire genasi, um, similar to your ally Blaze. Miss Snowstep is a tabaxi, as I mentioned. Apolline, golden dragonborn. Coyote and Ezekiel are twin half-elves. I think that's everyone. Was Augustus or Ezekiel the fire genasi? Augustus. Okay. Ezekiel is the one with the, like, crushed velvet
3: pink suit. Yes, and also the hidden... uh, Was it a a hamster marching band? It was a very variable, small animal marching band.
1: Oh, mammals. He also
3: plays jazz kazoo.
1: He is,
3: him. by the way, my hero. <laughs> and to go over the facts of the murder so far from my notes of last time, uh, Pappy was murdered before dinner began in the library. Uh, yes. The, the best
0: you know is it was around the start of dinner. It's a little around unclear if it dinner. was before or after. Okay. Um, the exact okay. time, like y'all wouldn't know the exact time to a dot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep, in the library, which he also used as a study.
3: Uh, with a, a large-ish stab wound from a bladed weapon that was cleaned, no tearing or serration signs, and in his pockets we found a brooch with a fang symbol, an empty envelope indicating a missing document, some dice, and a pocket taxidermy kit.
0: That's correct. Yeah, that is what you found on the body so far.
3: Great time to hunt Zimmers. <laughs> measures.
0: Alrighty. Uh, you are all in the dining room where you had dinner. Uh, Everyone is seated uh, in various states of disarray. Family members are clearly mourning. They're very upset. Uh, Redmond, as I mentioned earlier, is trying to take control of the situation. He had mentioned previously that uh, I think specifically you, Talon, he trusted because you had a very solid alibi. Mm -hmm. The captain stands up and looks around the room and says, I'm going to say what I think we're all thinking. Someone in this room committed a murder, and it could have been any one of you. He begins to kind of pace around and goes, I'll need to interview each suspect uh, to establish means and motive before we can make any proper case against someone. You can tell he's kind of eyeing the Bennett family more than others. And Tennyson, the father, stands up and just goes, well, hold on now. Pardon me, Captain, but well, you're in this house too, aren't you? You could be just as guilty as the rest of us. The two of them begin to get into a little bit of a heated debate about it um, off to the other side of the room. Uh, What are y'all doing? What are the four of you doing as you sit in this room?
1: Oh, God, I don't even know what I would be doing.
4: I think Rosalyn is going to help Adelaide look for dessert.
0: Uh, Adelaide is one of the people who left.
4: Wait, then who's the one who just said that she wanted dessert?
0: That was Apolline, the actress.
4: I thought she She had a different accent.
0: No, she had a French accent.
4: That was supposed to be French? Because Roslyn would do that for Adelaide, but not for Apelae, <laughs> who she has not talked to yet, I believe. Uh,
0: uh no, I don't believe you have.
4: Yeah, so <laughs> never mind. Yeah, in that case, I think Rosalind is probably hanging around near the Bennett family to like hear what's going on with the accusations and like giving everyone
0: suspicious looks. I'm giving everyone suspicious looks? I love it.
4: Everyone. Roslyn makes sure she makes direct eye contact with each person to give them a suspicious look, including her own uh, Ellison agents.
0: Yeah, I'm going to start off with your teammates. And hey, everyone, how do you react to Roslyn just staring at you with a suspicious look?
2: So Blaze is going to to look at Roslyn and very quietly go, uh, D- do you think I'm smart enough to commit a murder? Answer, honestly.
4: Rosalind immediately drops a suspicious look with Blaze, gives a, aw, buddy look, and then turns to somebody (laughs) else.
3: Remordi interprets this suspicious glare as a challenge to a suspicious glare off and responds with an even (laughs) more suspicious glare.
4: Rosalind responds by raising one eyebrow and then raising the other eyebrow and then doing (laughs) the wave with her
3: eyebrows. Mordai cannot contend with this and bows in respect to this incredibly suspicious glare.
4: Rosalind bows back and then turns to oh my gosh. Um Talon. Sorry, I was looking yeah. at Elle's Zoom name and I got confused for a second. So Talon <laughs> and does like a all right, what about you sort of look. I just sort of look plaintive, like I was over on the
1: bench, but in um
4: in a uh, thought form Rosan seems to hear this thought tilts her head to be like oh yeah and then turns away from the team to go <laughs> glare at other people
1: oh
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah, you're, you can glare around the room um you see a variety of things um as i mentioned earlier uh you see tennyson and uh the captain of the militia redmond uh really just kind of going back and forth and gesturing you can't quite make out what they're saying but it seems to be a lot of like Well, you're just as suspicious as I am. Well, you're just as suspicious as I am. In a way where they're both basically just saying the same thing in a circle over and over again, getting increasingly heated.
4: Man, now I'm sad that I'm not playing a bard for once.
0: (laughs) You can always multi-class. Just gonna sprinkle that in there.
4: That's true. But if I were a bard right now, I'd be going, don't be suspicious. No, don't be suspicious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe uh, Ezekiel can step in for you then as he is a trained please. jazz kazooist.
4: Oh my gosh, please play a little trill on the jazz kazoo. Do, do, do.
0: Amazing. But speaking of Ezekiel the jazz kazooist, you see uh him crying into um Sylvester's arms who is try- clearly like trying to comfort his husband, uh but is also who appears to be a little bit shaken by the events of things.
1: Who am I missing? No response. Sorry.
0: Augustus. Oh yes, uh, Augustus um, you can't read just with a glare Rosalind you can't read what Augustus is thinking he's kind of sitting away from everyone arms crossed uh, seemingly deep in thought Apolline is kind of trying to wave down one of the uh, waiters the caterers um, but like in that subtle way where she already asked about dessert so she doesn't want to make a big deal of it but still knows what she wants and Miss Snowstep is uh, I think you see that she's like Reading a little book, like trying to calm herself down,
4: Aww.
3: Mordai would like to, hmm? Mordai right? would like to approach augustus,
0: uh, you approach Augustus and he gives you that little like nod of he acknowledges that you're there, but he doesn't really engage with you at all.
3: Mordai produces a flask from inside his jacket and offers some to Augustus. uh you see a friendly gesture
0: absolutely, you see his eyes kind of go from looking kind of down at the table to just very slowly looking side eyed at you. And he reaches out his hand to take it. Perfect. Uh, he takes it and just goes, well, I guess if there's a time to drink, it's this.
3: I know it's a terrible thing, isn't it?
0: It is. Pappy was a good man. His family.
3: <laughs>
0: Even if it didn't always feel that way, it's true
3: family can be a difficult thing
0: <laughs> he kind of does that he laughs and chokes on a little bit of the alcohol he just sipped what are you serving him by the way uh whiskey yeah oh it's just whiskey nice just whiskey um yeah he chokes on it just a little bit uh, as he laughs and just goes <laughs> yeah you said it i uh it's hard being the odd one out sometimes
3: but how do you mean I mean, not to be rude, but you are all werewolves. How does one become the odd one out in a family like that?
0: Well, we're not always in werewolf form, obviously. Tonight is the big night, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a fire genasi, and there ain't much of us out in the frontier. I'm, frankly, I'm surprised you're, uh, your acquaintance there is another fire genasi, but, you know, I got picked up by the Bennett family and adopted. You know, Tennyson dad welcomed me in with open arms, but... Pappy was a little slower on the uptake, but he got there eventually. Uh,
3: I see. got there That's eventually. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I, they all love me and I love all of them, but, you know. The rest of them folks looked at me and went, oh, you're a family. Okay. They look at me and go, oh, you're family?
3: Does that include your siblings?
0: No, no. They're they're good kids. I looked after them. I Hell, I probably raised them a bit frankly.
3: Yeah, uh, Tennyson didn't do too much on that front. Somehow I can't picture him as the type.
0: <laughs> no, he's a excellent host at parties.
3: Mm. Uh,
0: always wanted to further his image. He was frankly grooming himself to take over the family
3: once grooming Pappy himself, left. Grooming himself to do it. So Pappy wasn't really taking an active interest in that idea.
0: I think Pappy probably knew that it would happen one day. I mean, to be frank, the last years, Pappy showed more and more signs that he was going to pass the baton, but not all of us wanted it to be dear old dad.
3: No? Did you have someone else in mind?
0: I think we all had other folks on the mind, but, you know, normally this only happens at the death of a, of a head of the family. Retirement's a little more rare.
3: How, uh, Piper, this is a question for you, not for Augustus. How oh, thank old, you. Uh, how old does Tennyson look? Uh,
0: Tennyson looks like he's kind of in his late 40s.
3: Okay. And how old was Pappy, who is also a human, correct?
0: Pappy was also human. He was an old, old man. And that is what I have written down on his character card here. <laughs> uh, I, I think you would put him at like, in that like 70 to 80 human range. Gotcha. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, with Tennyson approaching middle age and Pappy getting older and older, I can see that the the family might have been itching for someone else to take charge.
0: Yeah, I think, look, this is, he kind of looks around the table. Y'all are at like the far end of the room on the opposite side from where most of the commotion is happening right now. He leans in close to you and just goes, listen, between you and me, dad is as he said in his speech, committed to the old ways, to upholding our family's legacy. And things are changing out here, and I, I don't see how another 20, 30 years of status quo is going to help this family and help these people. And I thought, I tend to think a little more forward than that.
3: I lean in closer, matching Augustus's secrecy. You, you're talking about the old ways. What are the new ways? What's changing that you think he isn't responding to? I mean,
0: Bastion isn't the only place in this world anymore. It's People are spreading out. They're taking chances. We're just sitting on our money and occasionally throwing a party with the city, celebrating how we founded it together. I don't know. We, we could be doing good work, and I think we are failing the people of bastion and the people of the frontier by just accepting things as they are that mr vanson who was here earlier he he is stretching out into the desert and making meaningful change and if we don't make meaningful change we're going to get left in the dust
3: and that's what you're scared of with tennyson
0: that's right Hmm.
3: i gesture uh for him to give me uh, my flask back so i can take a sip of my own whiskey um Uh, He hands it back to you and it is significantly more empty than when you handed it over. That's fine. That's fine. I, I take a small sip and I'm going to let my familiar spindle crawl down from my jacket pocket onto the floor and scurry within earshot, but hopefully staying out of visual range of Redmond and Tennyson.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So Spindle like very subtly goes down the kind of the inside of your jacket, down the back of your slacks, uh, and scurries away underneath the table towards that end of the room. Uh as Spindle is moving across the room, uh, Goblin, what are you up to?
2: So uh Blaze has Blaze has an idea about this. Uh they've they haven't really been listening super hard, but they've been kind of just like absorbing, you know, passive perceptioning. Uh the thing maybe uh you know caught just a a tiny bit of that conversation. Um and the the army dude he seems to be sort of leading this investigation, right?
3: He's
0: certainly trying to.
2: Okay. Um well in that case, Blaze doesn't want to walk up to them. Uh they're gonna like sort of gesture for everyone to sort of gather, like just not everyone, sorry, um gesture for like their uh their friends, you know, the party to to gather because uh, they clearly have have an idea.
0: Uh, yeah, you, the rest of you, you see as Blaze, who's just kind of been sitting there, um, kind of sitting back after that little interaction with Roslyn. You all do your own things, so and then you see Blaze kind of... I guess, Blaze, how are you trying to signal them? Are you being subtle about it, or are you just...
2: Uh, yeah, I think Blaze would try to be subtle about it.
0: So how are you subtly calling them over?
2: Just sort of like a, a little, little hand wave little like you know motions like come come this way sort of in like making eye contact and not making eye contact with the people that they don't want to be in this little huddle
0: uh yeah you all see exactly that you see blaze making these strange little hand gestures and just staring at you um it is up to y'all if you do follow blaze's direction or if you want to just assume that that was some sort of weird muscle twitch and move on with your lives
3: I'm gonna
1: follow. You know what? I'm bored. I'll do it.
3: Mordai also follows, excusing himself from Augustus. Yeah, Goblin and
4: Mordai- is confused about the expression, so she goes to see what it's about.
0: That's fair. And I will note Mordai, like, Spindle is still, it's a small creature. It's making its way across the room as you make your way in the other direction. Right. Uh, so Goblin, what is Blaze's idea? What do you say?
2: Uh, so Blaze speaks in a, a very quiet hushed tone and goes, uh, you remember um the the, the railroad down and I, I had a suggestion that everyone kind of uh unanimously stomped on. Well, see, Pappy was a very, very old old man and uh sometimes old men can get afflicted with ghosts. And so my thought is <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if it's ghosts this time? I know I know last time it wasn't. But what if this time it was ghosts?
1: Blaze, Blaze, I'm going to fucking hit you. I swear (laughs) to God. (laughs) Talon turns and just walks out, just leaves.
2: I should know Blaze is being
1: 100% serious. I'm well, I 100% believe that about Blaze.
0: Alan, um, what? where do you go? From this room, there's the library, the kitchens, uh, a hallway you don't know where it goes, and the, like, grand ballroom that you came from? Just I, of those four. I'm
1: going to the kitchen. I'm going to the kitchen, and I'm going to start poking around the food, like, pretending I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm i technically looking for, like, poisons or something. But first of all, he was stabbed. And second of all, mostly uh, Talon just wants to, like, mess around with foodstuffs because it's calming and she's just so tired of being told it's ghosts
0: uh, absolutely yeah you walk into the kitchen um past the dining room uh you see a few of the catering staff uh kind of cleaning some dishes uh kind of half-heartedly they're like still doing their jobs but like clearly don't don't know what the vibe is right now they seem to be looking around confused mm-hmm.
1: Can I roll, uh, investigation for my poking around, uh, for poisons thing?
0: Absolutely.
1: Cool. What is my investigation? A plus one. Fantastic. I barely have any smarts. That's a 10 total.
0: Uh, with a 10 total, you don't, in just poking around the kitchen itself, you don't see any, uh, anything that would lend itself to poison. Um, like the soap seems like it could be rough to drink, but other than that, uh, There's not like bottles with little skulls and crossbones on it or anything like that um, or like any mushrooms that you're like, oh, those are death caps. There's nothing like that. There are, you know, the two people scrubbing dishes. There's another door that leads to what you can probably pretty safely assume is like the scully and the pantry and kind of more like a servant's quarters type rooms. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, But you don't see anything that's poison like. Cool. Uh, And I think you hear the door open and close and you hear uh, the voice of Coyote go. Well, hey there Talon. Uh w- w- probably not the best idea to go uh running off from a murder investigation and all that, but also things are intense right now. Um sorry, can I, I
1: help
0: can I help you look for something or
1: I was just getting away from Blaze, who once again thinks that ghosts did
0: it. I mean, it's I, like 89% not ghosts, right?
1: I I would go higher than that if presented with the opportunity, but um, quite frankly, mostly I'm just. T- have you ever, have you ever had someone just give you the wrong answer five times in a row? Uh,
0: yeah. That's why we don't play trivia no more.
1: <laughs> then 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 you know exactly how annoying plays can be.
0: Oh. Sure, that can be annoying, but I'm I'm sure they mean well, right?
1: That almost makes it more annoying. Definitely believe it every single time.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Sometimes it's robots, and sometimes it's someone with a weapon that no one has ever seen before, but it's never ghosts. And if ghosts did it this time, they're going to be so smug. Oh, I can't stand the thought. Oh, I really hope ghosts didn't do it. You know, I, mean, I have got to prove that a ghost didn't do this. I have to win this argument.
0: Well, here, we've got a... I think there's probably some sage in the kitchen and uh, some other things we can use for a bit of a seance or something if you want to, like, ask if ghosts are around. i got some candles, and
1: You know well, what? I, I don't really yeah. know much
0: about it. I'm a sorceress, not a wizard, but...
1: Man, if there was a wizard around, then maybe we could just ask Pappy who did it.
3: Oh, my goodness. Or- Wouldn't that be so nice? Or perhaps a warlock. Hey,
1: Mordai. Actually, Talon's head snaps up with that and goes, wait a second. Mordai does magic shit. And I rush out of the room towards Mordai.
0: Mordai, you watch as a almost seven foot tall mershark shark comes bursting out of the kitchen. You know, five foot six coyote hot on her heels. Uh, making a beeline for you as you're Is trying correct. to listen into... Oh God! Oh God! What's Mordai listening into? Um, Mordai, you're listening into because remind me, is it like a telepathic link to
3: Spindle? Um, yes, I think I I can pull up the details of the Summon Familiar spell, but I my understanding is that I can see and th- see and hear through Spindle.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm going to assume it's like uh, almost like a whisper in your ear of hearing through it while Talon's in the kitchen. You hear the conversation between Redmond and Tennyson, uh, and you hear Tennyson saying. Listen here, in Bastion, you may be in charge, but this is my house, and I do not appreciate you coming in here, side-eyeing my family, accusing my family before there's even been something to accuse for. Look, I know you don't like me or my family, but you do not come into my house and make these accusations. You are not in charge here. Are we clear? Uh, Redmond is staring daggers and says... You might not think there's anything to accuse of, but I have plenty, Tennyson. Just you wait. And then Talon approaches you, Mordai. Uh,
3: Mordai, despite Talon being a friend, is slightly taken aback by the sight of uh, a giant uh, merperson charging him and steps back a few paces. <laughs> <laughs> Mordai, you do magic ship. I, I do do that, Yes.
1: Can you, like, talk to the dead? Can you ask Pappy who the fuck did this?
3: Can I fucking ever? <laughs>
1: I've already lost the character voice.
3: <laughs> um, so, o- over the table, Um. Mordi cannot talk to specific dead people yet. I think at some point I will be able to make that happen. Currently, oh shit, really? I I think there's a spell that does that speak with dead. Um, I don't know if it's a warlock spell, but uh, what I do have is summon undead. So what I can do, and I I think this is pretty solid, is we can get a seance together. We'll summon a ghost. I'll try and make it look kind of Pappy-esque, and then I'll throw my voice and have him like Start saying, this was not my desire. Confess now or I shall haunt you for eternity and try and scare the killer into confessing.
0: Oh, Fuck. damn. Do you re- yeah. do you relay that information to Talon and Coyote? Yes, I do.
1: Fuck yes. Absolutely. Wait, one second. I can do it in character voice. Fuck yes. Absolutely. Wait, oh, can you... God unfortunately i don't have any examples of kepler being excited so i don't have an excited <laughs> voice <laughs> oh no i found the one the one flaw in this plan
3: that's fine i'm sure you'll sort it out thanks
0: i mean or- that sure sounds like a great plan there Mordi, but
3: i mean do you even know what pappy sounded like did you ever talk to him that's a good question. Did I ever talk to him? I birth?
0: don't believe you're part of the group that talked with Pappy.
3: Damn. Okay. Um,
1: I you, well, maybe I can maybe I can um, describe him to you.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to describe him and I'll give you a voice and you tell me if I'm off.
1: Um. Oh, fuck. What did he sound like?
3: He sounded
0: incredibly old.
1: He mostly just sounded
3: old. <gasps> I've been stabbed. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I, I think Coyote goes, I mean, I don't exactly like what you said there, but yeah, that's pretty spot on. Sorry to be grim. Um, I'm very excited about getting the chance to be theatrical. Uh, Honestly, I think you I... see
0: Apolline perk up a little bit when you say get to be theatrical. What is this? Are we doing a little bit of theatrics?
3: You know, Apolline, uh, it's certainly going to be dramatic. I'm going to ask everyone to get together around the dinner table for a seance. Oh,
0: I haven't done one of these since I was in college. <laughs> Where did you go, Apolline? Bastion University. I was a Cedar major with a minor in, Bast- in Frontier Studies.
3: Ah, she didn't know they had a a minor in Frontier Studies. Yeah, let's do this. I want to gather uh, everyone... Well, no, I want Tennyson to be there. So I'm going to have to drag Redman and Tennyson into this too.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'll tell you all for me. Roslyn, how did you react to Blaze's comment? Because right now I think you and Blaze are the ones who are still together on that side of the table.
4: Blaze... Blaze, blaze, blaze. Ghosts. You, huh? uh,
2: you, uh yeah, you uh no offense, but you're sounding a little bit like my uh my my mother right now with the, the name. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways.
0: Did I hear you mention phantasmal spectrums? Uh and Ezekiel like slides over. Oh, no. Um, his face is red and puffy from crying, oh, but it yes. seems like he's like clinging to this idea of something of like distraction. Uh,
2: y- yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had the idea that it may have been a, a ghost that that killed Grand Grandpappy.
0: You think a ghost killed my grandpappy? Oh,
2: I my. mean, it's possible.
0: How would a ghost even hold a sword? Oh, this mystery is just getting deeper. There's only one person who can solve it, isn't there?
2: Obviously, that person is me.
0: Oh, I I sort of meant <laughs> me. I, I'll have you know I minored in spectral studies at Bastion University.
4: What did oh. they have Bastion University?
2: Well, uh, I've <laughs> met ghosts before, so I think I'm, I'm pretty qualified. Gasp!
0: And I say gasp again. Sylvester, dear, did you hear that? Uh, They've met a ghost before. Sylvester just goes, I guess it's possible we don't really know where the soul goes after it leaves the body, but
1: I'm I'm sorry.
0: Just uh, a real sword is what killed that man. I don't, or dagger or bladed. I don't want to mislead the investigation, but. As silly as it is, I think my husband's right. How could a ghost even hold a sword?
2: Well, uh, ghosts can historically, you know, knock things around the room. Obviously, they just knocked the the sword in a targeted direction and made sort of a,
4: a ranged attack. Or consider. Perhaps someone else was holding it and there was just, I don't know, a, a pied piper of sorts. Leading Pappy to his doom.
0: You think someone could do that? Just control someone else? it take some powerful magics.
4: I mean, have you heard the tales of Piper? They're
2: quite
0: oh, famous for their power.
4: <laughs> yes, Rachel, I love you.
2: I mean, technically, Piper did kill this man.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Piper is responsible, 100%.
0: You've solved my mystery. It was me the whole time.
4: Yes! Woo-hoo! Well, that
0: ends this arc early. I guess we'll <laughs> do another Bastion Days. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think as Ezekiel just goes, hmm, that would take some that would take some powerful magic indeed. And well, I'm quite the music affectionado, and I don't think I could lead anyone to murder. Hmm, it's a mystery, it is. Um, but I think Rosalind, Blaze, uh, the four of y'all, you uh with Ezekiel and his husband's fester, all turn as you hear. Uh, Mordai make the announcement that he he wants to hold a seance. And Mordai, what does that announcement sound like? You're surrounded Um, by stressed out people, fighting, sobbing, mourning. How do you announce you want to hold
3: a fun little seance? I raise a glass and tap it uh, with a piece of silverware and say, excuse me, uh, my friends, my good people, there's really only one way... Friends, uh, Bastionites, countrymen, lend me your ears. Um, you won't be having my ears. <laughs> oh no, they look too pretty on you. I would never. But there's only one way to solve this mystery properly, and that is to ask the deceased himself. So I would like you to join me in holding a seance to summon the spirit of Pappy in order to bring this to rest.
0: Several people in the room look very angry at you. Um, Of
1: course, that makes perfect sense. I too would be pissed off.
0: Have you ever been in a situation, Mardai, Leo, uh, either of you, frankly, (laughs) where two people are fighting and you try to distract them or suggest a solution and they just turn that anger onto you?
3: I have, yes. It's not fun. It is um, not.
0: And I think that is exactly what you are currently receiving from Redmond and Tennyson. They are pretty heated fighting each other. You heard snippets through, um, I'm so sorry, what is your familiar's name? Spindle. Spindle, thank you. Through Spindle. But they both turn at you with two different arguments. Uh, I think Tennyson turns to you and goes, that is my father you're talking about. You want to just marionette him back from the dead?
3: It is a thing I can do so <laughs> he just looks aghast all of a sudden just like, like well, what the I'm fuck
1: capable doing it
3: uh-huh. i mean i don't know if you remember this uh but there was this thing that happened um in living memory i might add where the dead swarmed the land um so bringing people's souls that's a thing people act, i don't know why everyone's so mad at blaze here like ghosts that's a thing we can I can just do that and ask him, so I, I don't know understand your anger.
0: Mordai, I know it's a I know it's a thing. It is not the question of if you can, it's if you should, and or whether or not you should respect that the dead should lie.
3: I think when one must consider the survival of the living, when one must consider that there was a murderer on the loose, who may strike again and kill any one of us, yourself included, I must add, that drastic measures must be taken. Mm-hmm. Up to and including uh, digging rape robbing, a soul.
1: Well, I that's a little ruder that. than not I would put character. Do not say that. that would be <laughs> fucking wild to say out loud to these people.
0: I would start a fight in that dining room, probably. Yes, um, it would. But I mentioned... I uh, about that. I mentioned that Redmond had a different... He seems to be much more of a by-the-books type guy. And he instead is kind of spluttering out like a, a, a seance. Are you, we haven't even talked with... The, we haven't talked with everybody. We haven't done interviews. We, we still need to seal it off. I've been trying to reach back up, but it's not coming yet. We need to have an orderly process to this. Do you want to talk to
3: ghosts? Um. Redmond? There is plenty of time to interview everyone after we've had our seance. They're not leaving. They'd be insane to try in this weather. Um, Uh, I think as you say that, another crack of lightning happens outside. See what I mean? Uh, So I think if there's a time to do this, then it's now. And I think this is a thing worth doing.
0: Fine. If you think it'll help, fine. But... After that, I get to question these suspects. Yeah, fair enough. All right, yeah. Folks that gather around with variable degrees of willingness uh, around the table. Uh, And I think Coyote goes, well, all right, all right, Mordai, this is, uh, how do do we do a
3: seance? All right, everyone, uh, join hands.
0: Yeah, y'all join hands, Uh, I think. Almost everyone does. Redmond actually gets up and moves around the table, so he is not holding hands with Tennyson.
3: <laughs> wow, that's a strong feeling of animosity. Um, say, so, all right, we've joined hands together. Picture Pappy in your minds, and I will say the incantation to summon him before us. My darling, what is Pappy wearing in my mind? Uh, just whatever you last saw him in. Blood? Did we last see him wearing? No, picture him as he was in life. I did not know him very well. I saw him once in the room. Oh, did you not see Pappy Wally? Well, just do your best. Use your imagination. I know you're, you have <laughs> such a vivid imagination, Apolline. I trust you. Oh, okay. Let me think.
0: No. No, that is not well-fitting for him.
3: Hmm. Okay, I have it. I have it. It's a, nice t- a nice tuxedo. Perfect. Brilliant. Uh, and then Mordai closes his eyes, and begins to mutter oh, uh, the incantation. And what I would like to have happen is that a goat, uh, I'm going to cast Summon Undead, and I would like it to take the form of uh, a ghostly undead, which is one of the options, and I would like it to appear under the table and then rise up through the table.
0: Absolutely. You all watch as the candles around you in this room flicker. The sound of the sand beats against the windows, and with a sudden rush, the light dims and a ghostly figure rises up from the center of this table, straight through a centerpiece. It hangs in the air. Uh more like, basically locked eyes with you, and everyone can see. It, it hasn't crystallized yet. It hasn't taken on a clear form quite yet, but is clearly humanoid. It is clearly an old humanoid and it is well-dressed.
3: Perfect. I, I ask the, the creature, uh, what is your message, Pappy? And what I would like to do now is make a performance check to throw my voice in an imitation of Pappy so that it appears as though the voice is coming from the ghost. Absolutely, please go ahead. All right. I. Uh, this is above table. I need to get into the voice. I've been stabbed. Uh, okay. Here we go. The murderer is among those present. This was not my wish. Confess, or I shall haunt you till your death. Okay. Go and roll that performance check. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Uh. That is an 11. And my modifier to performance checks that involve my voice is a plus 11. So that's a 22. It's a plus 11? Jesus
2: fucking Christ.
3: Expertise is fucking powerful. Oh, it is. Damn.
0: Oh, boy, a 22. I have to think about how to handle this.
3: I love it. I love doing things so well or so badly that the GM says they need to think about how to handle this
0: mama mia. Okay. I'm I'm gonna roll something.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh my god, they have to get so high. Basically, I think that you see before I roll, Morda, I think you see a mixture of reactions around the table. Um, I think you see several people shocked just at the sight of this. Um, I think obviously a ghostly figure rising from the table is going to be shocking for anyone, especially given that history that you just mentioned. So most people seem a bit perturbed, and after that moment of initial shock wears off, you can tell people are kind of staring at this, trying to figure out how to react. Well, son of a bitch! No, that's not good for you.
3: Oh no! Oh no!
0: Missed snowstep, who just rolled a nat twenty. Oh no. Which was the only role that could... Oh my God, I'm sorry. I understand. That was just such a weird moment of both being sad that that happened and also... What are the... Uh, anyway, Miss Snowstep claps her book shut, looks at the ghostly figure and says, Well, we'll have to verify, won't we? Tell me, uh, Mr. Bennett, what were we discussing short earlier tonight?
3: Oh fuck me.
1: Does Mr. Bennett say this? Does Pappy say oh fuck me?
3: <laughs> no, but Mordai thinks it very loudly. The Spectre would would Mordai have any idea? You
0: could guess, but I don't think real with that at 20, I don't think realistically you would have any idea, having not interacted with her or Pappy. <laughs>
2: Wait, here's a thought. Here's a thought from me, Goblin. Wife. if you're like, oh, um, I don't want to reveal that information to everyone because it was a conversation done in private? Perhaps that could be a route. That's,
3: that's not the worst idea. My not other idea worst. was to just ignore the question and try and scare her.
2: Mm, that could work.
3: That's riskier. Um, well options are very risky
2: they are yeah i'm
3: low on alternatives though uh the specter is going to turn to Snowstop. do i know her her name
2: wait hold Blaze could also just cause a distraction and just like set something on fire
3: i don't (laughs) want to start a fire right now (laughs) i appreciate the offer maybe in a minute if this goes very badly we
4: didn't start the fire
3: it was Blaze right there. We saw them do it.
2: <laughs> it's me. I started the fire.
0: But more, I I think that um. Wait, sorry, you asked me something, and then I got distracted yeah. by the fire um, conversation. I, I know
3: her name is Snowstep. Do I know a first name? Of... Uh, I think so. I mean, you're you know
0: people in the city like you're a mm. you. I think with your criminal background, with your. Penchant for avoiding the law, for being a member of Bastion Society, and for doing a lot of stuff with like legal workarounds, would recognize a councilwoman by her full name. I mean, she is Councilwoman Missed Snowstep.
3: Missed. Okay. You did say that before, but I thought you were saying miss, uh, uh just as a as a title or a way of addressing.
0: Uh Earth. I can see where that where that confusion would lie.
3: Mm. Uh the Spectre. Turns to her locks eyes and says, Mist Snow. So let me get back to the voice. Stand, Mist step. <laughs> you turn on me. You deny my message. You betray the Bennett family after all we have done.
0: I'm not the one who betrayed anyone.
1: You're definitely missing so much.
0: Um, She stands up and goes, this specter... Nope, I lost her voice. She stands up and goes, this specter is a fake. The real Pappy would know exactly what we talked about. We've been talking about it for months.
3: She stood up and broke the circle? Yes. Okay, Uh, the specter... I would like the specter to fade. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the
0: specter just dissolves into the air and wisps, um, a, still staring a, at... Um,
3: with a haunting me" as it goes.
0: Absolutely. It goes, and it does I think where it, like, almost like a candle flame, like, wisps up until just the eyes are left, and then those disappear as well. Perfect.
3: Morda's like, the circle was broken, Pappy's message is gone. Uh, I... What do you mean that wasn't him? I conjured his spirit as best as I could. We were all picturing him. It spoke in his voice. What were you talking about for the past month that it didn't know? Look,
0: Mort, I believe that you summoned a ghost or specter of form, but that was not Pappy. Trust me, Pappy felt, I picked something that Pappy would feel, what voice is this? I picked something that Pappy would feel most strongly about.
3: Well, you're going to have to tell us what it was. How why should we believe you and not the ghost?
0: She she pinches her nose between her fingers and just goes All right. Since Tennyson, you seem to be aligned with Pappy's vision, I think it's only I think I know your answer, but she opens her book again, turns around and slides on the table. Linick Hall, where we are all sitting now sits on top of one of the most valuable resource deposits this side of the Star Reach Mountains that we've discovered so far. I have been begging Pappy for months to let us go down and access those resources, even if it means his family might have to move Linick Hall. It would mean the world for the bastion, for the railroad company to be able to expand more with those resources. But he was set in the old ways. And damn it, Tennyson, I think you're the same way, aren't you? What is Tennyson's expression like
3: in response to that?
0: Tennyson's eyes narrow as, as she reveals that she's basically been trying to buy Lenick Hall from Pappy uh, for the resources underneath it. He seems angry. He goes, Councilwoman Snowstep, you're right that I would not sell Lenick Hall. It is my family's home. It's where I grew up. It is where my Pappy grew up. And I have to say it is mighty suspicious that Pappy dies after months of denying you rights to these materials. Maybe you thought next in line would be a bit better served. Might negotiate with you more. Well, I won't. I won't leave this house.
1: God, that sounds like a haunting. A family haunting. Does anyone else get, like, huge haunting vibes off of that?
3: I don't know what you're referencing. Um. I won't leave this house. It just feels like... Oh, yeah, okay. I can hear that. Um, All right, well, the seance wasn't a total bust. We got one potential motive out of it. Uh, Absolutely, and Redmond walks over to you and goes,
0: I told you that wouldn't work, and here we are. It's time for Redmond
3: to shine. I say to him, uh, Oh, Claire. that gave us quite a lot, don't you think? They wouldn't have been so forthcoming with that information. Mm. He he looks annoyed
0: because you can tell he knows you're right about that, uh, but he shakes his head and just goes, look, I said it before and I'll say it again. It is not one of the fine guests of this party that is responsible. Of that I am positive. The
3: Council woman- are, how can you possibly be so positive in that? Are you just, Redmond? Have you made up your mind that it was one of the family because they're all werewolves? He. How loudly do you say that? Just into his ear. No one uh, trying to avoid anyone else hearing. Mm. He pulls you aside and just goes,
0: Listen here, Morai. I I know how that seems. I do. He uh, grips his cane a little tighter and goes.
3: Yeah, his silver cane. Notice that detail too.
0: Um. Listen, I am confident about that, and I will. He kind of looks over his shoulder. I cannot let too much out, but let's just say this is just the last step in a long series of events that have led me to Lenok Hall.
3: Well, if we're going to solve this, and I mean really solve this once and for all, you're going to have to loop my friends in and I in on what you're talking about. Because I get that you're the head of the militia, but we are agents of the most prestigious investigation firm in this city and in the frontier. We're not amateurs here. We know how to run our jobs.
0: (laughs) All right, Mordai. Tell you what, if you can prove that none of you are involved, I will share all the details I have. But let me just tell you this, because frankly, this does not excuse anyone, but you read the news, Mordai? As much as I can. Then you've heard what's been happening around Bastion, right? The Bastion Slasher rips people to shreds and their organs disappear. Now, if that doesn't sound like a vicious animal attack, then I don't know what does, except it is more... Targeted, the bodies are hidden, the bodies are moved. Animals don't do that. But what if they were all the f- strength and claws and teeth of an animal in the intelligence of a person? What do those two things add up to for you?
1: Like half the people, half the races in dnd
2: <laughs> Also, um, Blaze knows exactly, horn where is Blaze at this? Because me, Goblin, knows exactly what he's fucking talking about, I think.
0: Uh yeah, go ahead. Uh Blaze, I think you're by the table. Um go ahead and roll an inve- uh perception check, see if you can hear from Not where you are. Cause dice. it has been established that
1: <laughs> that's oh right. Fucking organ sales. That's that's fucking mm.
2: Yeah, sorry, I, I screamed because I dropped my microphone while I was getting my dice box.
1: Uh, put me out there so that way you can still do the dramatic reveal but that is going
2: to be a 15
0: Uh I think with a 15 you catch bits and pieces of this conversation but you definitely hear the phrase bastion slasher which would be the keyword for you
2: excellent excellent cool so blaze is gonna just be standing over there sweating a little bit you're not gonna say anything not yet <laughs> oh my god
0: all right. Well, in see, that here's case- the thing: Police Who?
2: doesn't want to get in trouble because one, they were stealing when this happened, so they're taking the time to figure out a reasonable explanation that did not involve working for a criminal and then stealing stuff.
3: You know, course, Goblin, in front of we... an
2: investigating man,
3: Goblin, you are also an investigating person. Like you can just say you were on a job.
2: Oh. That's a good point. Well, Blaze is going to take some time to figure that out. <laughs> Absolutely. Blaise, they, they're I dumb. Uh,
0: more, um Redmond looks to you uh, and just says, so think that over. I'm going to go interrogate some suspects. Uh, and okay. he turns and walks away. Um, real quick, before we cut over to another player, will you make a insight check for me as he walks away?
3: Absolutely. Ooh, Okay. Uh what is my insight? My insight is a plus one, so that's a seventeen. That's pretty solid. As he walks away,
0: you notice he does not walk with a limp.